Hi, I'm Nancy Lotridge Anderson. And I'm Ryder Taff. We're financial advisors for New Perspectives Incorporated, an independent fee-only financial management company. And this is Money Notes, 15 minutes of financial tips and conversations about money to help you save more, invest smarter, and live better financially. So plug in your earbuds and get your notepad ready. It's Money Notes. Today, our topic is Social Security, and I have Jackie Wright with us. Jackie is is the office manager at New Perspectives, and, you know, she and I are a little closer in age and closer to collecting Social Security. Right, Jackie? That's right. Well, let's start with a little bit of history about Social Security. The program was begun in 1935 under Franklin Delano Roosevelt, FDR, and the idea was to help impoverished elderly people. At that time, retirement plans were rare, so when people stopped working, they simply had no income. Well, the program has changed a lot through the years, and we're very dependent on those benefits. Do you know, Jackie, that right now, one in six of our citizens collects Social Security? And for 61% of the elderly collecting Social Security, it represents the majority of their income. And for about a third of those, it represents over 90% of their income. So it's a really important piece of retirement. Now, Jackie does the payroll in our office. So, Jackie, explain how the taxes are deducted to support this program. Well, I begin with the employee's gross amount for that paycheck. Deduct 6.2% for Social Security, 1.45% for Medicare, and then you've got your federal and state taxes to come up with their net paycheck. When company payroll taxes are paid, another 6.2% is paid into that person's Social Security, and that's part of the payroll package. This builds until you reach the age of withdrawal. One fact, you can only draw Social Security if you have paid into the system for 40 quarters or 10 years. If you want to look at your Social Security earnings over the years, go to ssa.gov slash myaccount. Set up an online site for yourself. You'll create a user ID, password, answer a few personal ID questions for future verification, and you're in. It's actually pretty cool. You can look back and see all the years you've worked and how much you've accumulated. You know, you hear about the three-legged stool of retirement. One is Social Security, the second is your pension, and the third is your other retirement savings. Now, Jackie, your husband is fortunate he has a pension. Many people don't even have pensions any longer. So now we're down to two legs on that stool, and that makes Social Security critical to your financial plan. On average, Social Security replaces 40% of your pre-retirement income, but that's often greater for lower-income families or in cases where your expenses decline in retirement. So let's suppose you've paid off the house, the car, and all other debt. Now you don't need as much as when you were working. Regardless, Social Security is a very important part of the picture. Nancy, one big question we had last fall, Jeff and I, is when he was retiring and uh, we asked, when should you start drawing Social Security? He was determined to take it at age 62. I remember that. Right, which is the youngest. You convinced him to delay. What goes into that decision? What is the strategy for helping a two-income couple decide how and when to take Social Security? Well, many people confuse the question of retirement with the question of drawing Social Security. They're really two different questions. Retire when you're ready to quit work and stop earning, but start taking Social Security when you need that extra check to make ends meet. Early retirement for Social Security is age 62, but taking it early has drawbacks. The first is you'll get less. 
Your monthly benefit will be 20 to 30% less if you take it at 62 versus waiting until your full retirement age. Also, taking it early can limit your ability to continue to work. If you make over the allotted annual earnings, your benefits are reduced even further. A dollar for every $3 of earnings. Right now, the annual limit is about $17,000. And the biggest problem with starting early, it means that your monthly benefit is reduced forever. About half of the folks out there take Social Security early at 62, and you leave a lot of money on the table. You lower your monthly benefit, you limit how much you can earn otherwise, and here's the kicker when I'm dealing with a couple. Most of the time, I have two people with one being the high earner and one the lower earner. The higher earner really needs to delay because that's the amount that will be left when one of the two dies. You want to make sure you have the biggest amount left. Now, we have an abbreviation called FRA. That stands for Full Retirement Age. And that age is anywhere from 66 to 67, depending on your birthday. And your full benefit kicks in at that point. And the real deal? Well, you can delay your benefits all the way till age 70. Every year you delay, the benefit compounds 8% guaranteed. That's amazing. Delaying from 62 to 70 will result in a 76% higher payout. You can't beat that. Well, you of all people know how hard it is to talk someone of wanting to take that Social Security right away. I've heard them say, what if I die and don't get to use my money? Or what if I need it right now? What are some of the life factors that help you decide that? Well, you're right. And now many people just simply can't afford to wait. They need the money now or they can't retire. And that's understandable. But I also see people who could afford to wait but are worried they'll die before the benefits begin. And I get that. Now, I don't know how long you're going to live. I usually ask women about their mother's health and I ask men about their father's. But it's anybody's guess. Statistically speaking, most people will live 20 years in retirement. If you expect to live longer than about 77 years, you beat the system by waiting to collect and we're seeing more and more people living into their 90s. That's a long time to live with a lower benefit. A lot of people like me like to keep working, maybe part-time, temporary. Some do it because they need the extra income, and some just do it because they like working. Will I be penalized if I work past 62? No, if it's after your FRA or full retirement age, you can collect your full benefit and earn as much as you want otherwise. Your benefits won't be lowered. What is the typical benefit, and what is the most you can draw? The average monthly benefit is about $1,300 a month. Now, that's a nice sum, but not enough to really cover most expenses. The maximum FRA, full retirement age benefit, is about $2,700. Non-working or lower earners can collect half of the FRA based on their spouse's earnings. Of course, they are subject to reductions if they collect early. And you can collect half based on an ex-spouse's earnings if you were married 10 years or more. Doing so will not reduce that person's benefits or the benefits of their wives. Interesting. Well, here's another fact for you. I know that once you hit a certain amount of earnings in a year, you no longer pay into Social Security tax for that particular year. This year, that amount is around 128000 Of course, most people don't get anywhere near that, so they don't realize there is a stopping point. And that's why we call it a regressive tax. Higher earnings pay less, but lower earners get more in benefits based on what they paid in. 
Uh, that brings me to my next question. Is Social Security going broke? That's uh, what everyone is saying. Can we really depend on those payments in retirement? I hear that all the time. Now, remember, the system was designed as a pay-as-you-go system. And the very first woman, it was a woman, who collected Social Security had never paid into the system. She was able to collect because someone else was working to pay in so she could get benefits. My parents are collecting benefits from taxes that I am now paying into the system. The problem is we have an aging population. We're all getting older. We've got this big baby boom generation retiring, so we have fewer workers supporting those retirees. We used to have seven workers for every retiree. Those seven workers were paying in their taxes so that one person could collect their benefits. Now the ratio is three to one, and soon it will be two to one. And that's just not sustainable. Fewer workers, an aging population, and a population that's living longer. That's a recipe for, well, it's not a disaster, but it is a problem. There you go. That's what they're saying. Social Security will run out of money in 2034. Will that be the end of it? No, no, no. Don't believe that. You'll still have people working and paying into the system. But it is true, if we don't adjust, then those beneficiaries won't be able to collect their full benefits. And that's going to be a problem. So remember, for many, it replaces the majority of their income. Any reduction would be devastating. In 2034, we'll run out of that cash cushion we built up when we have more people working. And don't let people confuse matters with the talk about borrowing from the Treasury. That's really not an issue. So what do I do? Do I call my congressman? And what do I ask them to do about this problem? Well, you can try. Now, when it comes to Social Security, we have options. We can increase the Social Security tax, you know. The amount we're now paying is 12.4%. If we go to somewhere around 15%, that would fix our system. We could also raise the full retirement age by a year or two. We did that in the 80s under Reagan. Would that change what we could collect? Probably not. Now, it would certainly have an impact on our children, but that's their problem. Right. Uh, What if we raise that cap amount? Now, I stopped taking out the tax at about $128,000. Can we ask higher earners to keep paying? Well, sure. That's another proposal. We used to have a cap on Medicare, and we did away with that gradually to try to improve the program. We could do the same with Social Security. Well, but it is Congress. And it is Social Security. And we know older people vote in larger percentages than the younger ones. How are they or us ever going to come to an agreement? I don't know. In 1935, when Social Security began, it was controversial, believe it or not. The idea that you could give people a guaranteed income and help with poverty did not sit well with everyone. But these days, this program is a sacred cow. And any changes will gore someone's ox and give fodder to political opponents. That means all sides must be willing to hold hands and jump off the cliff to bring about change. It is a good system, and it offers protection in retirement. It helps with poverty in the elderly population, but it shouldn't represent the majority of our income. All of that means that Congress needs to step up and make the hard choices to make the system sustainable for our kids. Well, I at least want to keep it around for my retirement. Absolutely. I'm Nancy Lottridge-Anderson. And I'm Ryder Taff. And this was Money Notes. Find us at newper.com, N-E-W-P as in Paul, E-R.com. Call us at 888-831-3158. And join us next time.
for Money Notes. New Perspectives, Inc. is a registered investment advisor. Register with the Securities and Exchange Commission. In no event shall anything said here be interpreted or construed as a solicitation to affect securities transactions or provide personal investment advice. A copy of New Perspective, Inc.'s written disclosure statement is available upon request.